0: Whether you're a duck or whether you're a beaver your fantasy team needs a new receiver it's danny and dusty at lunchtime every day maybe you're a tortured fan of rip city danny and dusty are here to take pity hoping there's not a center with bad knees on the way talking noon till three danny and dusty on the fan yep i'm singing again because they haven't said i can't Danny and Dusty love The teams the rest of us revile Raising a Blazers banner Would make it all worthwhile Noon till three
2: An Odyssey Station
3: Hour number three here on Danny and Dusty It's a wonderful hump day It's, It's okay Probably shouldn't put that out there In case you aren't having a wonderful day We hope you're having a wonderful day Ooh
2: there you go. Like we that. we do hope you're having a wonderful day. Right, um, maybe bright. not. Maybe not you.
3: Particularly not you. Yes, yeah. you. If you think I'm talking to you.
2: Yeah. Yes, you. Yeah. If you, if you're like, oh, are they talking to me? Yeah. Yeah. You probably did yeah. something. Mm-hmm. You probably did something. I had that.
3: I had that same feeling with with people's politics when yeah, people generally. start talking politics with me. I go, I hate your politics. Like, you mean, they mean mine. I'm like, yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. You. You. Whatever. <laughs> Anyone. All of you. If your politics aren't my politics, they suck. There you go. It makes it makes that discussion so much easier.
2: Yeah, yeah. right. I guess no. I, no, I, I mean, it is. I some of my best friends and I we have polar opposite political views. Sure. If you don't like it, suck it. That that part. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. And uh, I just we it has gotten to the point where it's like, dude, just be happy with your life, huh? Mm-hmm. As long as you're happy with your life, I'm all right. I'd somebody,
3: I somebody tell me they were I'm not going to
2: try to change your mind. Don't try to change mine. They're going to unfollow
3: fine. me on Twitter because I was a miserable follow talking about the Blazers preseason. I clicked. on Actually, his... I agree. I'm sorry for tweeting oh. that at you. Wow. <laughs> I clicked on his profile. I clicked on his profile. And I'm like, really? Like, I've actually been pretty, pretty positive about the Blazers. Like, oh, like telling people like, be, be happy. Yeah. Enjoy this. This is going to be different. Yeah. I clicked on his profile. It was literally I scrolled down through ten tweets. It was mm. nothing profane just as shows hey. over politics yeah went, people it doesn't yep, matter that some
2: people on the internet <laughs> their whole persona is just being angry mm-hmm. and it is fascinating yeah. to me We got a guy who works here in the building uh his internet persona could oh I know. not be I know more different than about. the human being himself <laughs> and I love it wow. it is one of my favorite mm. things and it is him on the internet mm. versus who he is in person they're not the same person. Nope. They're not even close to nope. being the same person. But I enjoy it. It's fun. Uh, quite immensely. It's, it's a fun little twist. Yeah, it, it really is.
3: <laughs> well, and also in a fun little twist, there are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven teams that we have here Ooh. that could possibly have the yeah. best chance to win out. How many of these teams actually play each other? Oh, two of them. That's it.
2: I, I This stretch run for college football is going to be... Electric. We talked
3: about this coming into the season. The Pac-12 plays each yeah. other down the stretch for the final five weeks. It, yep. is, it is for all the marbles. Yep. The Big Ten, three teams play each other down the stretch for all of the marbles. Yeah. The SEC,
2: they've been quiet. The SEC is quiet because its uh, it's been Georgia and everybody else. Yeah. Because, you know, this is what happens when Alabama has a, an early loss. I'm here to tell you, watch out. The Alabama train is going to be louder than ever if they get past this week. And I think this is what they're waiting for. Is they're waiting for third October third weekend in October, because that's Tennessee, Alabama. If Alabama gets past this weekend, they're
3: favored drastically. They almost they had ten point spread last I checked.
2: They you will have more banging the drum for Bama deserves more. Bama deserves more because Here's their remaining schedule with one loss. And that loss is to Texas, by the way. It, it is Tennessee, LSU, Kentucky, Chattanooga, and Auburn.
3: How do they manage to throw a Chattanooga in there at the end?
2: That, that's the, it's exactly what the SEC does. Oh, that's, that's what they guys. Do is like, How they do just... they
3: manage to do that?
2: Uh, because they they say we we play that SEC schedule, man. It's it's a it's a meat grinder every we, single we, we need year. We need one Yeah, of those. All eight conference games that you play. Mm-hmm. Um, and or you there avoid is a ver- there's a very real possibility that when it's all said and done, they only have like two ranked opponents on their schedule, and and they wouldn't have played them except for in ranked. the month of September. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, if they if they beat. Tennessee and LSU; those are 17th and 19th ranked teams in the country. That's LSU, those, those two teams are going to fall out. Third or fourth loss. Yeah, and LSU oh. is only in there because they are patient zero of the college football season. They played, and their offense is good. And mm-hmm. Jaden Daniels has been good. Don't I do not want to hear Jaden Daniels for Heisman. He has been he has been good.
3: Your your anti Jaden Daniels agenda is a lot like mine with Justin. Fields.
2: Well, I don't talk about Jaden Daniels a lot, but I like in, you don't like him. He is he puts up funny numbers. He does, and they his numbers are crooked this year. But Jane Daniels is also a big reason why they lose football games too.
3: Good stats, bad team
2: guy. In that, well, is he the Zach Levine of, of maybe, college football? Yeah, maybe. But I just look at him and I'm I'm going, okay, get past the stats and watch a game of consequence. And then you'll have your answer on him. And there will be a game of consequence coming up next week when they play Alabama. And look, we will crack the mics and I'll eat crow on on Jaden Daniels, but... I think he's going to get cooked, and I I think Milrow, who did not look good early in the year, no, just like Kyle McCord, like people don't want to give a lot of quarterbacks like the opportunity to grow within a season. Yet they'll give like the off season growth that people will just be like, hey, this guy's grown a lot in the off season. That'll carry a guy through an entire year. Mm-hmm. But Milrow and uh, Kyle McCord, like. Uh, those guys are playing a lot better football yeah, they, than they were they at the beginning lost of the year. To start
3: the season, they look more than functional.
2: Now. You can improve as the season goes on, people. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> it's a crazy concept, mm. right? Look, I,
3: even I'm shocked by Milrow because he he looked like he could not play
2: yeah. at that level. Yeah, early on, absolutely, absolutely. So uh, wait for the Alabama train to to start start rolling into into the station uh, because they are playing a lot better football, but. We have the very real possibility that the la- like the last year that we have the fourteen playoff, that we have the doomsday scenario that everybody had had worried about, which is we could have multiple undefeateds all sitting there saying, "Hey, we deserve a shot." Mm-hmm. We could have teams with one loss on the outside looking in because they suffered one loss to one of these teams that are undefeated yes. and saying, "Hey." What about us looking at Texas and Oregon mm-hmm. on the outside looking in? Heck, you could make the argument. You, the argument won't hold up for Alabama, though, because Alabama's losses to Texas, which, yes. which lost to Oklahoma, right? And Oklahoma has a very real possibility of being undefeated at the end of it. Their remaining schedule is Central Florida at Kansas at Oklahoma State versus West Virginia versus uh, at BYU versus TCU. Not one of those teams is ranked in the top twenty-five right now. Kansas is
3: the is the best team they play in there, and do they have their quarterback back?
2: No idea. I don't. I, I do. Well, if, if got we're talking up. by then, I don't know because you got a couple of weeks until yeah. then, but. They do not have a ranked opponent.
3: No, they have the clearest path of anyone. Then probably Florida State. They, they and they because they play Duke. But Riley Leonard is
2: probably not going to no. be back. And Riley Leonard is just a gamer. He's a heartbeat for yeah. that team. He is so important to what what Duke does. And it's kind of the
3: Cam Rising of Duke.
2: But this is going to be one of those non-substance wins for Florida State because Mm -hmm. everybody's going to look at it and be like, they beat the 16th ranked team in the country. That's that's Duke. And Duke, I love Mike Elko and what Mm -hmm. he's been able to do. He's given that program the identity that they lacked with David Cutcliffe, which is more defense, yet he hasn't had that significant drop-off offensively. I think that's easier said than done to have. Um, And... He's been fantastic, but make no mistake, Riley Leonard means a ton. And beating a a Riley Leonardless Duke team is not as impressive, and it's not beating the 16th team in the country. You're beating a fringe top 25 team at that point. And after that, I mean, they play uh, Miami's the best team that they'll they'll have on their schedule. Maybe if they go up uh, to Pitt, and it's it's bad weather game at Pitt. Pitt can get them in Narduzzi. They'll Narduzzi you um, when you have going to Tallahassee. And I think that game is in early November, if I'm correct. Uh, maybe the first weekend of November, they play that game at Pitt. It can get gnarly. You're playing on grass, and it, it could that field could get all tore up against Pitt. But Florida State is probably number two for running the table in this. After those two teams, buddy, it's a crapshoot as to who can make it out of this alive, because whether you are Washington, hell, I'll you, Georgia think they, I in there. Think,
3: I think Washington has the toughest path.
2: Washington, Georgia, Michigan, and Ohio State, and I'll throw Penn State in there, they have got a gauntlet to mm. run through. An absolute gauntlet to run through. Whichever team comes out of the Big Ten, because this is a great thing about this, all three of those teams, Michigan, Ohio State, Penn State, They're they all play, play each other. other. And the last man standing in that, which I do believe will be Michigan, just the way that they are built, mm-hmm. they will have the I mean, they will be hands down They'll be the, number one, team in the number one team in the country, and they will have be earned stand. that yeah. number one seed in the college football playoff. No doubt about yeah, it.
3: Even if Georgia's undefeated at that point in time, Michigan should and will end up number one.
2: Yeah. No so, doubt.
3: Because the the way they close out the season is is incredibly difficult. They don't play anybody until then. But no. the way they close up the season, they are tested. Washington has Arizona State, Stanford, USC, Utah, Oregon State, Washington State. That is That is a, is a tough run.
2: Because even if you don't want to give Washington State a, a ton of credit. It's still a rivalry because game. Because of what happened. It is a rivalry game. They, Apple
3: Cup gets weird, man.
2: They will give you fits, especially after kind of what we saw, where Oregon had the most success against mm-hmm. uh, Washington was – in that intermediate passing game. Mm -hmm. And that is where the air buckle offense lives. And I think Washington is head and shoulders better team there, but it's also a matter of, can you get through USC, Utah, Oregon state in three consecutive weeks where those, we're not giving this enough credit. The Utah and Oregon state in back to back weeks is going to be, it's going to beat you up. Mm -hmm. It it puts you through the physical ringer. Oh, for sure. And coming at, you played the mo, two most physical teams in the Pac-12 back to back weeks, and then you play Washington State in a rivalry game. How do you survive that? Right. And, and stylistically,
3: you're going from USC to Utah to, to Oregon State. Like it's how you prepare for those opponents
2: is very different. And they could, I, I could see them winning all three of those games mm-hmm. because it's easy to get up for those games, right? Sure but then it's the fourth week it should be easy to get up for the apple cup but physically can you yeah. like can you Are physically you get up off yeah. of the mat after after going through that stretch because that is a month straight of football where everything is on the line and this is where you like weird things happen you've got finals in that week you've got or or in that stretch sure. you, so these guys do go to class contrary to popular belief I have some of them it, like finals week means a hell of a lot more to Stanford and Cal yeah. than it does to other teams. But I think what people do forget is that Washington football behemoth, still good academic school. Mm. Um, but like the, you have on top of like in November, you're You're going through midterms or finals. You have four straight games where everything means so much. And then you have the pressure of being undefeated kind of gets poured on top of you on top of everything else that's going on in your life. This is the hard part about college football. It's the beauty of college football and why I love all the chaos that comes with it is that there are so many external factors that you cannot compute. Like Mm -hmm. There's no easy way to boil it down because so many other things can happen. In Washington, those four games at the end of the year are absolutely brutal and unlike what any of these other undefeateds go through.
3: Do you think anybody's going to jump up and nip Georgia here? Because they've got, let's see, Florida, Missouri... Ole Miss all at home. Yeah. And then they finish at Tennessee and then at the Ramblin' Wreck.
2: Okay, this is the what we just said about that physicality of Washington. It's mm-hmm. the complete opposite with, with what Georgia's schedule is where they're going to be playing Ole Miss in Tennessee in back-to-back weeks where it, it, look, it's the SEC. They're more they are physical teams, mm-hmm. but those two teams are built on finesse. Let's not kid ourselves. we were just talking about yesterday the time of possession thing, right? And who's down near the bottom? of the time of possession Ole Miss Ole Miss
3: and Tennessee mm-hmm. they go they go quick yeah they were both one, of them 133rd and like 128th or yeah, something. Like they the are they
2: are I think uh Tennessee is dead last of all the power five and I think uh, Ole Miss may be They're like five spots behind them. 67th or something in in power, five. Oh, in power five yeah, of all of FBS they are in the 130s both of yep. them though in, in time of possession they they play quick they whip the ball down around the field and look Georgia is on paper better than everybody else, but that injury to Brock Bowers is significant.
3: Loom's large.
2: It, you can it only does. go to
3: Ladd McConkey so many times.
2: They have guys all over the field though. <laughs> they and they've got depth on depth on depth on depth. But Brock Bowers is special. He he is a special football player. And he,
3: for for all the reports out there say he's trying to make it back this season, but
2: I, I think you're that, ankle surgery, man. I think Georgia does make it through though, and, and they do make it through undefeated because of just the, the sheer talent discrepancy that they have over everybody else. Mm-hmm. Because unlike you know most of these schools, like they, they get like a couple of guys plucked off of through the portal. Here they and mostly there. keep everybody. They mostly keep everyone. Yeah. And when they when they lose a guy, it's because they're stacked behind him. And oh, it's and, like, and they're
3: okay with that guy going.
2: Yeah, even if he's as good as Bear Alexander. Right. Like it's not they don't have very many guys that that leave that program. So uh, they're in a really good spot. But Washington, Oklahoma, Georgia, Michigan, Florida State, Ohio State, Penn State. You have multiple teams that you could see going through and, and realistically making it through the regular season unscathed. That's fun, man. And that's great for college football. It is. That is. Because part of college football's it, drama is who gets in and who gets left out. It's not
3: the same old teams either.
2: It's not. And that's where the portal has been so much. I mean, it is the same old teams, but it's not NIL. the same old
3: teams at the very top, I
2: guess. No, uh, but it's not two teams can win it and that's it.
3: No. like that. If you told me honestly, honestly, looking at this list, there's seven teams. I think you can make a convincing argument for all seven to to win the title this year. Sure, legitimately. Yeah, which is the most that we've seen in the BCS slash bowl slash playoff era.
2: Yeah, there've been a couple of years. The uh, the Stanford year comes to mind uh, with Toby Gearhart, Andrew Luck. Yeah, that one comes to mind to where we had you had like too, four right? or five. They had. Yeah, that was Levine Tuilolo and uh, Zacherts. Yeah, yeah, they're pretty decent, good. <laughs> pretty good.
3: Imagine recruiting Stanford like that. My goodness. Well, speaking of recruiting, there's some weird recruiting going on in the NBA, but there's also a story out of the NBA around John Morant. Uh, Baxter Holmes did the investigative reporting around John Morant. And you look, if you're in professional sports, you don't want to see Baxter Holmes. It's never going to end well for you. Come up here on Danny and Dusty, Danny the fan.
0: I'm a big boy.
3: Dusty on the fan. Dusty, well, I, I turned 39 today, so I'm officially a year away from being entirely washed.
2: <laughs> Look at that. Uh, I
3: have, I have not, uh, have not Watch committed, it. dude. Wait, hold
2: on. I love how you <laughs> think that just because like a year is going to go by, you're going to be completely. Uh, washed. No, it's
3: official now, <laughs> legally. Yeah. I've long been washed, probably a decade now. Um, but with that, uh, I have not yet graduated to a shoe that either does not have laces or has an assisted support system in the heel to step into.
2: Oh, hey. I.E. Skechers. Good, good. I haven't gone down that road yet. You're on a collision course for it. I'm I mean, pretty close to that myself. I, I
3: am quite literally wearing Crocs right now in non-sport mode because my yeah, knee needs to be drained. Um However, Skechers is finding itself into the basketball world.
2: This is a weird turn of events here. I did not think Skechers would be getting into hoop.
3: I, I mean, look if, if I if there ever was a what are those yeah. as a basketball shoe, it's Skechers. Hey,
2: can I tell you the new Stephs I kind of like.
3: No, they finally got it. They finally got a decent design. They don't yeah. look like just like some. You know, gel plastic mold where they have like I found yeah. like defunct Yeezys and filled them with basketball foam.
2: Yeah, They don't look like the most basic model of a shoe. Yeah, they look, they look good. They're, they're I, I that's actually one shoe. of the colorways, the one that has like the teal in it. I like, but uh, not only is Skechers getting into basketball, and boy, will will they nurse shoe this? Remember Steph Curry's first shoe got roasted for looking like a nurse's shoe. Oh, it was it was because it was atrocious. It thing. was atrocious there's no my confidence level in Skechers designing a basketball shoe that looks appealing is very very low. It is very very low. But I think they found the right brand ambassador for number 1 to have their signature shoe on.
3: Yeah, Joel Embiid is uh
2: It's fantastic.
3: It's not going to get away from the memes. No, because they found a guy no. who has had an injury history as long as mine.
2: That's right. To endorse them. That's why it's perfect. You got mm. bad knees. look at look at the the people that have endorsed Skechers that I know. Joe of. Montana. Joe Montana. Howie Long. Joel Embiid. All of those guys. Bad knees. For need, sure, they they need the support. They need the cushion. And Joel also, Embiid, if there's one thing I've seen about Skechers shoes, Joel Embiid is going to be seven foot eight. The, he needs that height to compete with Wemby now. And mm. they have they have like, right. they go, like, yeah. They're going to go full lifts. That's all that Skechers oh, does. They man. got the big sole. They got a lot of cushioning. It's perfect for Embiid. And yeah, uh, look, I keep him from falling. I'm here for it. If he's on Team USA wearing the Skechers, he's going to go. <laughs> He's oh gonna God! Go the swoosh
3: is going to sit there and look at him.
2: He's going to go full on Jordan and cover, <laughs> cover the, the swoosh. swoosh with the American flag. Oh my! God. And wearing God. his Skechers.
3: Look, this is—I mean, honestly, I didn't even think about that. It's a great signing if, if Skechers is able to finalize this deal with NB. Yeah, because he is on Team USA. They—they they will have a branding
2: opportunity because he's not going to wear Nikes. No, this is this is great, and Skechers are. They're akin to the air monarchs and new balance shoes. Except for Again, New Balance I've been Kawaii. S- I've been saying this for years though. New Balance has not they're not just old man walkers anymore. No, they make good shoes. They make good looking shoes too. In baseball, in the baseball world, great like leads. they are they are it in mm-hmm. baseball.
3: They uh when I was in basic training, the shoes we were issued were New Balance. That was my first introduction to New Balance. Really? ugliest sin. The the air, the air monarchs of the New Balance world. Yeah. For sure. But you know what I thought? Pretty comfortable. He's pretty comfortable. Pretty comfortable. That was, like, we all said it, like, quietly because we, we didn't want anybody else to, yeah, you Don't know, say that out loud. Like, mm, mm, these are ugly That's as sin. Loud. But, like, when I mean, again, you have to march everywhere. And when you're going to do PT and you got to throw on those shoes, I think mm-hmm. they were the 5150s. Remember right? Okay. Um, I might be getting the model number wrong. I just remember them being ugly as sin. But you know See? what? Even after basic training, I kept them. You know why?
2: Because they they're comfortable. are comfortable as hell. And this is the, like, Embiid is not... So when you get a guy to market your shoe that's a professional athlete, like this this texture here, Vancouver Ford text line, 503-864-6326, says there's so many 40-year-olds plus that wear Skechers right now. There's Absolutely. nothing
3: but wash dudes on the text line right now Absolutely. just giving
2: glowing reviews of their Skechers. But, you know, like, my dad wears Skechers shoes. Mm-hmm. He got me a pair of Skechers shoes. Look, as long shoes. as they're you gr- pull They're a- not... Uncomfortable. Pull a
3: stupid S off the shoe. It's a it's a terrible logo.
2: <laughs> it is a bad. It logo. is a
3: terrible logo and branding wise. Come up with something new. Hell, you could do the old middle school like block S yeah. that we used to draw Ooh, the on every S. yes on everything.
2: Get a Stussy That would be a better crossover.
3: That would be a better logo than what they have right now because like it is the Sketchers logo of today is essentially La Gear. Mm. Like that's like I associate it with Payless shoes. Yeah,
2: that. But getting into Joel Embiid in getting like having an NBA player, you're trying to get into a market that you don't exist in. Yeah, you, which you is have people
3: zero market penetration
2: under 40, mm-hmm. and that's it. I mean, like it's, people it's, under 40, period. Like there's mean, no male or female people no. under 40, you do not have that yeah. outside of the nursing world. It's
3: what it's what New Balance did with Kawhi Leonard,
2: and this is what we're seeing now. Reebok is getting back into basketball, mm-hmm. shoe wars are back. Oh, yes. After they haven't signed Angel Reese, after we saw a long hiatus of the shoe war, wars, they brought back not just a, a signing Angel Reese, but Shaq is the new brand ambassador. It's, it's Shaq and uh, Iverson. Iverson, yeah, they brought AI back because well, they've been paying AI like f- royalties they, forever, and they have. It's like also the last time they made them a that just like
3: well, it's also the last time they it, made a
2: good looking shoe. The questions and the answers just, were, were great. fantastic. They shoes. were fantastic. You know what? Maybe
3: with the shoe wars back on, we'll get a decent looking shoe again.
2: Well, cuz everybody just kind of conceded to Nike and Adidas for the longest time. And they made trash for and a then decade. Adidas fell on their face.
3: The only thing they had was it was the Dames.
2: And now you have Nike who their signature shoe endorser, they've whiffed a few times. Yes,
3: and they may have hit a home and they may have hit a home run with Sabrina
2: yeah, those shoes are good. They're, They're great good shoes. They are great shoes.
3: I'm still trying to track them down. So, uh, speaking of John Morant, that's where we will go oh, next. Boy. Baxter Holmes has a Ruffle. very long investigative report about the entirety of John Morant, really over the last two years. But first, here's the big Kahuna, with the Sports Center update.
1: Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Sunday, Monday, happy days. Tuesday, Wednesday, happy days.
0: Thursday,
2: Friday, happy days. The weekend counts, my cycle humps. Ready to race to you. This is Danny and Dusty on the Odyssey app and Portland's sports leader, 1080, the fan.
3: Just a reminder, if you missed any of today's show, all fan podcasts are brought to you by Service Patriots. Is your heater safe? Why replace it when Service Patriots can restore it? Get their $59 27-point furnace tune-up and safety check, including a free one-inch filter. They'll also check your AC for free. Go to servicepatriots.com. Well, the summer of John Morant and the, uh, well, the ignorance of John Morant was something that we covered extensively here because, well, he couldn't stop being an idiot. Baxter Holmes of ESPN dove into and tracked line by line, word by word. If you guys aren't familiar with Baxter Holmes, Baxter Holmes is ESPN sports investigative reporter that they send to dig up all the skeletons.
2: He, when Baxter Holmes is the, oh, I'm effed guy. When Baxter Holmes starts showing up, you go, "Uh oh." When you hear
3: he's kicking around, you you're not in a good place. See Donald Sterling, see Robert Sarver,
2: see John Morant, Only the, NBA the Chris too. Hansen of the
3: sports world. Yeah,
2: yeah. Uh, would you like to take a seat?
3: Yes. It's very, very much the same kind of effect. Where?
2: Why do you have Fruit Loops and Mike's Hard Lemonade, sir? Mm. Come sit down. Mm. It doesn't sound Is that right what common? you have
3: for breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> New. No. I'm suddenly squinting like. Hmm.
2: Don't do that, Danny. That's another red flag. We mm. don't need any more. It's your birthday. Yeah. It's your, let's go red flag free on your birthday. What if
3: I wanted to mix some
2: Oh fruit, mix some, boy. I, I Oh boy.
3: Sounds like a nice little 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 mixer.
2: Sounds little, like the worst stomach ache ever. Uh, it
3: sounds terrible. A little salt on the rim of the margarita, ah. right?
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> Anyways. Baxter Holmes went uh, went digging. Okay. And uh, let me let me see if I have any scrolls we can get here. Um, like 12 15 It's a 20.
2: very long yeah. article.
3: It's a very, it's it's a long read. When you know if they put the uh time spent reading, I'd probably say for the average person it's about a 12 minute read. There you go. It's it's a good old one. And it awesome. chronicles perfect for the deuce. Yes, exactly. If you if you if you feel like it's uh it's uh
2: not going to you feel your legs after this one. Yeah,
3: you get a little little tingle in the toes for sure. <laughs> So, it starts back on February 18th of 2022, essentially 18 months ago. and chroni- oh, it's in February
2: on the NBA schedule?
3: All-Star. Oh, no way. Mm. Hmm,
2: weird. Okay, go uh, ahead.
3: And it chronicles uh, Ja Morant heading to Cleveland for the first time as, as an All-Star. All-Star starter, I should say. And if you remember, it got some notoriety because Ja went on IG and was quite literally housing bottles of tequila. Uh-oh. Which... Again, 20, I think 22, maybe 23 at this time, year old millionaire on yeah. his way to an All-Star game. On a private jet. On a PJ
2: with yeah. his friends and closest like yeah. confidants. Not uncommon. No, n- n- nothing really out of the ordinary. No. Um, but like in hindsight, when you look back at these things, and like very similar to fourth down Ding. calls, you sit there and you're like, well, that's a little interesting because yeah. with those bottles of tequila, he was shooting them uh, like, like, a uh, like a gun. Yeah. And uh, taking just pulls off the handle and you know mocking people for not drinking enough on that flight. And if right? you're,
3: if you remember with the interview, the also ship-
2: not out of the ordinary. No. Like when I was twenty two, and I, if I had a, I was doing that v- when we I, didn't have millions of it dollars. It Wasn't the top shelf tequila, no. but I'd scrape the bottom and get some Burnett's vodka, and I'd probably be doing the same Buddy, thing. But I ended
3: up in a German prison. Okay, like. Let he who has not cast the first stupid stone in their early 20s. Yeah. Not you
2: know. not, uh, not awful things. No. Not awful things. But it becomes a pattern.
3: But in, foreshadowing. In, in, exactly. And in not learning from said mistakes. Yeah. And that's the thing is that you go down this road and what comes with this life is the responsibility. The yeah. tens of millions of dollars come with a level. Look, you don't hear about Damien Lord screwing around here because yeah. A, he was good at keeping anything stupid that he kept to himself. And B, he didn't do anything incredibly stupid. No, he didn't. It's That's just... like there there's there's a range that you can operate in yeah. as a professional athlete of stupid. Yeah. You can go to the strip clubs.
2: Yep. Get a private room. Go in the back. Mm-hmm. Don't
3: turn on your phones.
2: Or take your guns out.
3: Yes. Like there's there's <laughs> like you can do a lot of the stuff. You can you can do some pretty insane stuff even. Yeah. And be totally fine. Not throwing it on IG. Have security. You don't need to be strapped. Promise you. No, you don't. Use the money. Uh, Don't get a DUI. You have the capability to not get a DUI.
2: And I think like this is the thing here. Over the course of this story and what Baxter Holmes kind of outlines is that John Morant was using his money to fly in instead of using the money to Hire a security guard, or you know, to make sure he had that protection around him, so he didn't have the guns around him. Mm-hmm. He was using that money to fly in an friends, family, an entourage. It was
3: it wasn't just like a friend or two, two friends. It's a a collection, it's, and that's why it's referred to as an entourage.
2: Think about this: you play forty two, you play forty one games on the road every year in the NBA, mm-hmm. and it, what Holmes is outlining is that on most road trips.
3: People were flying in. He was putting them up. He was playing for, paying for the PJ. He was mm-hmm. getting them tickets. He was paying for the Lodging, nights out. Dinner, A- everything. All their meals, everything. A lot of hangers-ons.
2: And when you are doing that for, and this isn't 41 road dates, but mm-hmm. when you're doing it on multiple road trips every year, and what he got lost in was he was AAU high school, college, regarded as the can't miss. Great guy, great locker room guy. Mm-hmm. No issues, zero off the floor red type flags.
3: Person. When he came in that that draft, I remember Dusty, the the draft guys that I talked to, they were like, "This kid is perfect. This is who you want to build. This is why Nike went after him immediately because they were looking for the young black star in America where they could go. He's you. He's not Allen Iverson.
2: Yeah. And what they what what Holmes is kind of paints the picture of is that his rookie year. He was everything that he was said to be.
3: Everything. And this is in the community. So the the people, the restaurant managers and the, yeah. the team attendants, like everybody could, nobody had a negative word to say about John.
2: But he may be the poster child for exactly what every fear is in a front office mm-hmm. of any team, which is money changes a person. And money didn't just change one person, money changed his dad and, and Robert the, Pack, who is the guy who his, is his best bud yes. that is at the at really at the center of all of Jaws stuff uh, is his dad trips and, and falls are both of those yes. two guys. And when money changes a person, John ja Morant mm-hmm. money also changes the the closest to him. Mm-hmm. And that is where you can see all of the kind of the unraveling it really starts with that, and you can't predict that when you no. draft somebody. Like you truly can't, and that's why—
3: You hope and pray that the people closest to them, and you try to put people close to them to help control
2: this. That's why name, image, and likeness, the G League Ignite, overtime elite, that's why these things are going to be important mm-hmm. because you are now going to have these guys to where— even in college when guys are getting paid under the table and behind the scenes— Everything on those campuses was done to cover up any misdeeds that happened because if anything gets out, then guess who knows? Mm -hmm. The whole world knows that, you know, guys on the take. You protect those guys. Name, image, and likeness uh, and get, like, what Scoot Henderson did going to the G League Ignite, getting a million dollars and putting it in the 17-year-old's pocket at the time Mm -hmm. and having him play for two years. You have an idea of what it will look like when he turns professional. And I think that that is a really important thing that we're not talking about yep. in the world of NIL because it ultimately was part of the unraveling of Scoot. I think it's of, huge. of ja. or just Scoot. I
3: mean, my brain was like, "Don't
2: green. wait, rewind." No, Jaw. No, no. Jaw. Ja. <laughs> I just said Scoot in overtime or the G League Ignite. My bad. No, with Jaw Morant, not Scoot. So retract, retract.
3: What Baxter ends up doing here is he highlights the issues with Robert Pack, who has also been associated with the lawsuit uh, against and with a 17-year-old in a basketball game that occurred at John ja Morant's house, where the, the 17, now 18-year-old uh, man was struck by Robert Pack and John ja Morant. And you just kind of go down the list. And remember when, when Ja originally did the, the sham interview with Jalen Rose of I, I'm I'm so sorry that was so bad the contrition I mean it was terrible it was terrible ESP
0: was horrible it, it,
3: Baxter obviously is not going to say anything because that it was his parent company and Jalen Rose who did it yeah. um, it was a disaster on yeah. every single level um, the questions were very much shaped to make Jaw look better which again mm-hmm. when we talked about the NBA league partners trying to make taking those orders and making guys look better. They were trying to save and rehab the the face of the league in John ja Moran at that point in
2: time. As they should. Because, they, like, they want young Americans to succeed.
3: Yes, because they don't have one right now. The three best players in the NBA are international players. They yeah. do not have a star they can build around. Long story short, if you dig into this, you see exactly why Ja got buried. Yeah. And why he's suspended for 25 games, and it's just... You kind of throw your hands up and it's like, I how he didn't get fifty is like I I know some people, Chris Vernon, who's in Memphis, is like, I, I can't believe they gave him twenty five games. Da, da, da. I'm like, I can't <laughs> believe he didn't get fifty. Yeah. Because I guarantee you there's what Baxter put here and there there's what he didn't put in there. Yeah. And that's the thing with all this—you just sit here and just kind of like.
2: Whoa, Nelly.
3: So, uh, I highly recommend the read. Go go to ESPN, and check it out. Uh, anytime you, Baxter Holmes puts out a, a a documentary of sorts, it's it's well worth the read. All right, coming up next, Philadelphia Phillies can't be stopped, and it's Kyle Schwarber's bombs that keep on ringing. Danny and Dusty, Danny the fan. <laughs>
2: And Dusty on the Odyssey app and 1080 The Fan.
3: Stop, stop! It's already dead. I'm sure that's what the Philadelphia Philly fans were saying as the Phillies continued to bludgeon away late into the night.
2: Oh, I thought you were just quoting your basement. <laughs> 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 Yeah, this Phillies run is incredible. <laughs> Happy birthday, man. Uh this Phillies team is fun to watch, man. They feel like in in look, as they always say, you know, um a series doesn't start till a team wins at home. So the Astros are going to, you know, really turn this series around <laughs> tonight with game game 3 in in tech in Dallas. Uh <laughs> Damn, I wish that was true. I can't even say that was straight face. No, no, uh, you can't. But it it does feel like this Phillies team is the team of destiny, man. They are.
3: Outscoring opponents forty-seven to twelve with a team ERA of one point three nine.
2: They're dominating. They're not. They're beating the
3: breaks off of teams, and they're, and they're doing it with a whole lot
2: of swagger. Well, Kyle Schwarber, he's already set the, in game well, one. He set the record for leadoff home runs in MLB history, uh, passing Jimmy Rollins and Derek Jeter when he led off the game with a dinger. But then you have like he goes two bombs last night. Mm-hmm. And Kyle Schwarber hitting home runs never gets old. No,
3: they're nukes. They're never like, oh, it's scraped over the fence. No, he gets every last piece of
2: that ball. And he just like kind of just like, I don't know, scurries around the bases? Oh, yeah, like, no. It's not, it, there's no
3: knee drive. It's, it's not it's, an it's athletic run. It's a, it's, a, it's a bend of the knee. The knees don't come up.
2: He just is a baseball guy through yeah. and through. Like he is, when you sit there and you're like, well, I'd love to see Babe Ruth play now. I give you Kyle Schwerber. Yes. He's fun as hell to watch. See- he doesn't look like he'd be as good as he is, but he is. And yesterday, everybody should have known that the game was over when the gang from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia was out there and Sweet D was grinding on the Fanatic. I when mean- Sweet D is grinding on the Fanatic, you have no chance. That game is over. They should have called it then, and they went out and they blasted him 10-0. to Do you
3: think McElhaney just lets it happen?
2: Yeah! I mean,
3: he's, he's probably he's like, if it's going to happen well, with anybody, he it's was the fanatic. like,
2: uh... Can I borrow that? Yeah. You know, maybe give him a... <laughs> see <laughs> at a- home, fanatic. <laughs> Can't just use this for a little bit, huh? <laughs> he's got the cash to do it. But I love the fills, but Ghost Rose tonight. Um, I know that's going to go over well with everybody. <gasps> yep, there it is. All right, everybody, that's it for us today. Up next, four hours of power from their mouths to your ears. It's prime time with Isaac and Souk! Have a great Wednesday, DC Thursday from noon to three. Mm, bye! I'm sorry for tweeting that at you. I'm a big boy.
0: T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today